Hello. Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. And welcome to the Halloween edition of the Disney Brit Radio Show. Now, hello, good evening, and welcome. It is the Disney Brit Radio Show. We are here, episode 148, I want to say now. I think we're on. I'm not sure, Alan. You've confused me. It is 148. What's, what's gone wrong? Have I put the wrong number at the beginning? You've got half as well. for September the 29th, which is not correct at all. <laughs> there is a reason for that, though. It is episode 148, and it is for Monday the 27th of October. It is, of course, Halloween week. And because it's Halloween week, it means we're going to have all sorts of things just popping up like this. Just because we can. Is that Harry? That's no. That's actually a sound effect. Um, provided by Disneyland Paris. There you go. Oh, that's kind of them. That was, wasn't it kind of them? To give me all sorts. So, not only today will you be hearing our usual mix of music, but also today you might hear some other things pop up as well, because we thought, as it's Halloween, we might as well do something a little bit different. So you might see, I don't know, oh, what we got? I've got so much stuff. We're never going to get through it all. We just, I don't know. It's. I'm surprised how long the last show went on for. It did go on for some, some time, but it's Halloween week, and we decided we're not going to necessarily cover the Halloween events, because I'm guessing if you're going, you already know about them already, or you're already probably there. So, um, we're just going to have some Halloween music. You just mentioned something really interesting, actually, that I didn't even think about until you said it. I'm glad I brought something new to the table. About the Halloween events and stuff. Yeah. Um, over at Disney World, obviously, there's an element of an overlay of Halloween there. You've got pumpkins and yeah. a few floral displays. But over at Disneyland Paris, they've got a slightly more elaborate overlay. Obviously, they've got pumpkin men and they've got witches and all sorts of different yeah. things. Pumpkins hanging off buildings, etc. But they've also got the characters dressed up for Halloween during the day. Yes. Now, that's available for all guests. The they can come along at any time of the day as, as a park attendee. However, at Walt Disney World, you don't get those Halloween events until all the normal guests have left and the extra paid for ticket event guests turn up. There you go. Um, I don't think about this. Yeah, because it's just it's just standard. You get the Halloween party at Disneyland Paris. A terrific night seems to have gone by the by, which is a real shame. It's yeah. amazing. It was such a good night. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's just part of the part, part of the course, isn't it? At the Disney Paris, you get all the Halloween stuff. You get to meet Jack Skeleton and Sally and that lot in Frontierland, and yeah. all those bits and pieces. It's just kind of what happens. And then yeah, Disneyland, Disney World is a little bit different. Anyway, I was I was I was going to say I was listening to um, some audio I had from I think it was 2010. Yes. Because I was going to try and give you some audio for this episode. Yeah. And I couldn't actually extract a good little section that we could play without playing you four hours of audio because I literally <laughs> recorded right. I recorded from the car park 
walking to the Magic Kingdom till my batteries ran out. Okay. And we were outside Mickey's house at the old, old Toontown area. Yeah. And one of the cast members said, oh, you want to come back at 7 o'clock because Mickey will have changed his costume. He'll be dressed up for Halloween. And it was it was that element that also made me think a bit more about it. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's quite cool. Let's tell you what's going on with this week's show, then. We're not going to touch Halloween, as we've said. Uh, we are going to be doing uh, our news and closures, as always. We're going to be bringing back some Disney recipes, and I believe Alan's going to be doing some sort of audio cooking demonstration on the show, which I'm looking forward to. We've got some more audio for Tomorrow's Child. We've got another eight pairings for the ultimate attraction, and then we've got a little bit of listener feedback at the end of the show. Hopefully, we won't go on for the whole hour and a half like we did uh, on last week's show. We will but do. Hopefully, we'll have loads of information for you. So, I would guess that means it's time to uh, move on, isn't it? Right, it's Maybe. time for some Disney news and rumours. Good morning, sire. Good morning, Zazu. Checking in with the morning report. Fire away. Okay, it's time for our two by two. So what is going on this week? It's hats off. Pirates set sail. The flamingos have started landing. And the sorcerers... Oh, I can't even say it again. Sorcerer Mickey's wand. wand. There we go. So four bits of news for you that have come out of Disney over the past week. And the first one is that Disney have announced this week that the temporary structure that they put up outside the Great Movie Ride for what was supposed to be the 100 Years of Magic Celebration is finally disappearing. Uh, it appeared in 2001. 14 years later, it's still there. It's an eyesore. What's really interesting actually about this, and I'll talk about that in a second, um, is that some people don't remember without it being there, which is which is kind of yeah. a bit mind-boggling. But they've decided Disney, are, they've said they're getting rid of it. It's going, we're not going to have it there anymore. Uh, I would guess the great movie ride will be, and the, uh, the Chinese Man Theatre will be, uh, Man's Chinese Theatre, sorry, will be, um, not the Chinese Man's Theatre. The <laughs> <laughs> Chinese Man's Theatre. Uh, no, Man's Chinese Theatre. Uh <laughs> Will be um, become the icon of the park once again. Although uh, there's rumours that that's disappearing, that's changing with the whole change around of what's going to be happening to uh, to Hollywood Studios. We don't really know, but um, yeah, it was really interesting when we posted this on Facebook. Some people were saying, "Well, I don't even remember it not being there. It's been there that long that we just don't ever remember there being anything else there other than this particular theatre." And I was like, "Do you know what? That's a really good point." I think there's one yeah. person on Facebook. I think it was Vicky from Rightly who said, "Do you actually have a photo of what it looks like without it?" Um, and there's some people like, "I don't like it. I don't like it without the hat." And I'm like, "I'm so glad the hat's going because it's we're yeah. getting Hollywood Studios back. We get MGM Studios back as it was before." Because um, what is the hat there for now? Other than um, a bit of pin I think they've got on tra- pin training underneath, haven't they? Pretty much it. It's a massive structure for that. So it's going, and I'm pleased it's going, and I know there's some people who are kind of like, but I, that's the only thing I know, and I remember it being there. It's just nice to have Hollywood Studios back, probably. It, it's going to be a massive empty gap, though, in front of the the theatre, the yeah, great move, right? That isn't is it? true, but we don't really know as to how long that will be for. You know? I, I was thinking about this the other day when they had the frozen fireworks. Yep. Now, 
Am I right when they put the stage to put it in front of the um, Mickey's hat? Not directly in front. It's right kind of by next to nearby. But right, it's okay. not quite directly in front of it. If I remember right, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I don't think it's directly in front. Okay. So I was thinking that maybe the, the hat was obscuring views of the fireworks. No. To be oh, honest, well. I don't think it does. The, 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 um, the stage obscures the views of the fireworks. <laughs> well, no, to be honest, you can see it really well. Um, you can see you can see it very well, actually, from where you are. Oh, well. Um, so... But I've got to say that I am a, a big fan of how the park used to be. Yeah. Like when it first opened and how, if you had a look at the original park maps, that section Actually, was a giant Mickey head in the concrete. Thinking about it, the frozen stage is directly in front of the hat. It is actually right in front of the hat. So you've kind of got the, the stage, then you've got the hat, and then you've got Chinese man. So I wonder whether they'll move the hat and then push the stage back and the stage will become a permanent feature. Chinese man. The man's Chinese theatre. Yeah. Chinese woman's theatre. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, it is directly in front of. You're right. So, okay. actually, I wonder whether... Hmm, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, okay, so that's the hat going. Um, so, Hollywood Studios going to have a cold head for a while. Uh, what's also changing at Hollywood Studios? Um, the walkthrough experience, The Legend of Jack Sparrow, will be set in sale on November the 6th. So, that's yet another attraction that is getting booted. Um, the attractions lasted area. two years in the park, in the area where temporary attractions have normally been housed. Now, these have included um, film-related uh, entertainment like, shows. They, they I don't know like what to say. Stuff, it's meet and greets they? and exhibits. Yeah, That's the term. Right. Yeah, they did. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe was there, wasn't it? Yeah, you could meet Prince Caspian, because I remember we had the option to queue up and meet Prince Caspian Great. when it was just me and Catherine. <laughs> did you do We'd, it? We didn't. Oh, okay. Um, but it's believed that the attraction, when it originally came to um, Disney's Hollywood Studios, was actually testing technology that was going to be included in the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction that's going to be over at Shanghai. Right, okay. That would make sense. Um, and from what I've seen of the attraction, it was pretty impressive technology. It's quite clever, I must admit. It is quite clever. It's all just projection mapping, really. Very yeah. early stage of projection mapping and then some Musion technology to make Jack Sparrow appear on the, on the ship. Yeah, uh, but it's for a very simple, basic walkthrough attraction. It's it's quite a clever, you know, thing. It's nothing groundbreaking. I wouldn't say it was amazing, but um, you know, it was. I was surprised, having been through *Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe* and etc. I, mm -hmm. I was expecting it to be a little bit naff, but actually, I thought it was very, very cleverly done. So. Mm, I, th I think pre previous things have been quite. I don't want to say boring, but. Oh no, I you, think you're right. I think they have. You, you go into a room where there's glass cases with a few props. Yeah. And then you see a 10 minute video. Yeah. And then that's the best part of it really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But um, it'd be interesting to see that that's now changing. You think about that area there. We've got um, Toy Story Mania. They're talking about uh, extending that. This is now disappearing. So is that going to be knocked down? We've got the hat disappearing. Is that going to be another area for something? You know, it's it's that whole area that seems to have things changing and going and finishing and all that sort of stuff. So, as so, say, the great movie ride's been earmarked. Well, to be honest, we, you know, having gone on it again this summer, you do realise just how out of date this thing is. You think about the films that are in the great movie ride. Uh, yeah. Indiana Jones, the last film they made was the most ridiculous storyline. Tarzan, Wizard of Oz. 
um, Casablanca, gangster movies, Alien. You know, they're all films that <laughs> nobody, you know, who isn't our generation, know of. Yeah. Um, Certainly the kids don't know exactly it. Exactly, the kids haven't got a clue what half of them are. Wizard of Oz, maybe, but, you know, that's about it. And even the, the sort of end film that you get with all of the different bits and pieces, that's not been updated for maybe 10, 12 years. Um, so I don't know what what's going to happen. It'd be interesting to see what's going to happen with that. Well, one good thing I know this isn't what the new story was about, but yeah. the uh, Great Movie Raid, the building, it's quite a huge building. But go on, yeah. But it's potentially like a big warehouse, and it could house an attraction like, say, the Ratatouille Raid. Oh yeah, easily. I don't know whether the building's quite big enough for that, to be honest. Right. Okay. It's not. Mm, yeah, it's probably not quite big enough for if if heaven forbid they removed one man's dream, it would be. Mm. I don't know whether Disney's brave enough to remove one man's dream or rehouse maybe rather than remove. That would then work as a ratatouille area. It'd be like I don't want to really agree with the idea of them just copying a ride from another area, but that concept of the um, trackless carriages. Yeah. Horseless carriages, I'm thinking Main Street here. Um, you could have like potentially like Incredibles. Yeah. That's not being touched. You could no. you could be the Incredibles going chasing after They are making a sequel to the Incredibles as well, so it would be good timing for it. Yeah. Don't know. Possibly. Or it's just put a load of Star Wars stuff there. Or or do that too, that might happen as well. Okay, well, we'll let you know what happens there when we know a little bit more information. But I want to talk to you about Flamingo Landing. It's a new area that's in development at the minute. It's just off the west side of uh, Animal Kingdom. There's a new area that's going to now feature seven hotels, all operated by third parties. They're going to cater more towards family with interest, particularly in sports, because it's it's right next to ESPN Worldwide of Sports. Um, it's going to be particularly families with teens, we believe, that are going to be looking at that. Um, it's Particularly if they're taking part there, they're going to be these more budget style I believe hotels yeah. what I understand at least three of them are supposed to be Marriott hotels I think or Marriott branded something yes. in some way whether or not that happens I don't know but I know that's certainly something they're considering doing but there's going to be seven hotels that are currently being planned uh, there will be about 1,700 new rooms available and they're going to be priced from mid to budget range so I'm intrigued to see what's going to happen with these and whether this gives some sort of vitality to that particular area because the one thing with with that kind of corner of Disney World is you've got Animal Kingdom, you've got Animal Kingdom Lodge and Kidani Village, you've got Worldwide of Sports, and then you've got nothing else really. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see whether bringing these seven hotels then brings other things to the area as well. I, I, think, I think there's rumours of um, like restaurants and like shopping areas. Yeah. Um, but as you say, it is it's out on a limb. It is a little bit. If um, I've noticed when and well, you'll notice being your DVC over yeah. there to go anywhere else in the parks in the park area you're heading away from that area yeah you're out on the the extremities yeah if you're if you're at hollywood if you're at, um animal kingdom it's fantastic you know i can literally drive from if i want to do the hotel animal kingdom lodge to animal kingdom within sort of five minutes but if yeah. i wanted to get a bus to magic kingdom it would take me 35 minutes if i wanted to drive to hollywood studios it's quite convoluted and the bus takes a little bit of time to get there as well epcot's equally not that close so um, hmm, who knows? Maybe there's something else going to be going on in that area that maybe we don't know about. Um, you know, there has been rumours again. I'm talking about a fifth park. 
uh, yeah. coming at some point in the next few years, and whether or not that's going to be announced, we don't know. Um, so, who knows? Maybe there's, you know, this is all part of this. We've got something coming that we haven't told anybody about, and they're sort of getting this, these hotels ready for the influx of whatever's going to happen in that area. No do, do you think it's Disney's secret plan? Because, <laughs> like, you know, when Harry Potter came along to Universal, yeah. or the the um, was it, what's the second lot called? What? You got second part was, of um, Wizarding World, World of Harry Potter. And then you've got uh, Diagon Alley. That's the one. That's the words I'm looking for. Yeah. So Universal announced that. Yeah. Showed showed the concept art. They built it, and there was a buzz. Everyone was excited. Yeah. They were ready for it. Disney have announced Avatar, and we've had next to no information. Mm -hmm. We haven't even seen any building going on really. No, I, ha I, ha I have seen a couple of satellite photos where you've got. A couple of construction trucks, but that's about it. Yeah, we've got no real clues to what's happening. You've got all these attractions that are closing down. We don't know what's getting replaced. What was replacing them? Yeah, there's a lot of secret sort of stuff going on, isn't there? That we don't. You've really got, you've got downtown Disney, where okay, we've got the concept of Disney Springs is coming, but at the moment, all we've got is a construction site. Yeah. There's hotels that are being sort of boarded up at the moment to put construction in. And the Polynesians half hoarding boards and corridors at the moment. Yeah. There's that much going on at the moment. Is this what Disney's hoping to say in like a couple of years' time? Ta-da, we're all brand new. Yeah. And then Universal will have or the other parks, I've done a pick on Universal, but they'll have to sort of work their extra magic to, to see how sort of supersede them. Yeah, it's very true. It's a very good point. Right, what's this about this made with magic stuff that's going on? Yeah, um, can you remember? I'm trying to think when it first came out. Was it blah, 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 World of Colour? Yes. Wonderful World of Colour. Yes, it was. The, the, there was the light at Mickey ears that were available. Mm -hmm. And the concept was that when you were watching this water fountain show at nighttime at Disney's at Cal California Adventure? Uh, yes, it was, yeah. Okay. The colouring of the show would interact with the colour of your light-up mouse ears. That's right, and the and same ears also work at Fantasmic in, in uh, Hollywood Studios. Yeah, and also I believe Disney Dreams in Paris. It does, yes. Now, when it's working, it works fantastic. But to get the most impact out of it, you've got to get lots of people wearing these things. Mm -hmm. Because if you've just got one or two people wearing a Mickey Mouse ears, it doesn't really have the impact of when they first launched the product and to be fair I think it was a, a press event so that everyone got given them Yeah. with everyone wearing them and they all work in unison it looks absolutely amazing it is amazing it is cool to watch like when they do Fantasmic and stuff like that and you look over and see all these things light up it's quite clever and I've got a feeling that when they released them the price bracket wasn't cheap um, no $40 for the years I believe it was in the summer okay well, I believe, this is in addition to my bit of notes that I've got here, that, well, I'll go into my, my story first. Yeah, go on. They've released some new items, which is in a new line of products called Made With Magic. Yeah. Now, these items are Mickey Mouse glove, hand. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You've got Minnie's bow, which is like a, a hairband. Yeah. I don't know if this is a new Mickey Mouse lighter pair of ears or not, or whether it's the same one. Um, all to be priced at around about $25. So I, I think that's coming down in price, possibly. Yeah, 
because we looked at getting ears for Harry, and when they said it was forty or I think it was forty dollars, I was like, no, nah, I'm not paying that much. Sorry, mate, it's not happening. Twenty-five dollars, yeah, you probably pay that. Yeah, I, th- I think that it becomes one of those items, like one of those spin-around toys that you buy the kids. Yeah, you know, you, you don't mind spending the money on it, but when it's become forty dollars, it is it's getting it's on the pricey money. end. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but one of the items that has also been released is a Sorcerer's Mickey. I'll keep adding the N- S on the end of that. Sorcerer Mickey wand. Now this is Mickey Mouse's hand holding a magic wand. Yeah. Now this also is a lighted product and it interacts with the the lighting show that's going on yeah. around you. Yeah. But the special feature about this is that the Mickey Mouse wand will also interact with other made with magic products. Right. Now, although it doesn't say this in the article. It is implying that, you know, if you're walking down Main Street and someone's got one of those uh, Made With Magic headsets on, yeah, you know, the Mickey Mouse ears, and you press your wand, you can interact with other people's wand- hairdo, not hairdos, <laughs> hats. Just woke up, <laughs> but, just going to mess with the head. <laughs> you could poke it into someone's away. hair and frizz it around, but it, it, it sounds as though you'll be able to use it for more fun than just at the attraction. Yeah. Um... Incidentally, I've also heard that you can use um, TV remote controls to interact with your light-up hats. Yeah. Um, as they work on an infrared scheme. Okay. So uh, twenty-five dollars. I think it's it's affordable. I might have one. Uh-huh. The 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 other thing I've got with um with this light-up hand glove thing that they're releasing. Yeah. You're not going to be holding your hand in the area. No, that's true. So you're not going to get a lot of use out of it. Yeah, that's a very good point, actually. Or if you do have your hand in the air, you've blocked the view of a lot of people behind you. Yeah. Because Mickey Mouse's hand is quite big. So um, I like the idea of them releasing new products relating to the same system, but I don't know if it's the right one. Hmm. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that's all going to work together. And I don't, I don't really know enough about it to be able to sort of really make a, a quite incisive comment on it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I think um, they're going to be available from... Some of them are going to be available early in November. Yeah. And some of them are going to be late in November. So, okay. um, And it's just going to be at Walt Disney World, unfortunately, for the initially. Yeah. But I, I can't see any reason why it wouldn't expand. Okay. Okay. That'll be interesting to see what happens and see what they come up with. So I'm, I'm kind of intrigued to see what the next steps with those are. But we'll keep you informed when we know a little bit more. Right, there's our news items. Let's go to refurbs and closures. Head to Walt Disney World to start off with. Monorails, the Magic Kingdom Resort line, is open from 8.30am to 11pm. It's extended to midnight on hard ticket events. The Express line is 9.30am to one hour after the Magic Kingdom fireworks. And uh, the Epcot line is 9am to 11pm. In the Magic Kingdom, you've got Magic Carpets of Aladdin, which is going to be closed November 10th to the 21st. Jungle Cruise will be opening again on the 7th of November. Uh, there's nothing going on at Epcot. Uh, Animal Kingdom's Pengani Research Centre, Avery and Hippo Viewing Pool is going to be closed until the 14th of November. So do if you're going over there, do be careful that you're not going to 
walk around and see absolutely nothing because that might be a possibility um, yeah. don't forget also in Typhoon Lagoon it's closed until the 20th of December for its annual refurb although there's rumours of the shark pool not reopening until 2000, in 2015 which would be rubbish uh, downtown Disney don't forget parking lot H I J and K are closed in preparation for the new multi-story car park and entrance 4 is now permanently closed so that car park's going to be open in the end of this year it really Let's, yeah. Fingers crossed that's definitely going to happen. I'm sick to death of giving that out as a close thing. Um, what's <laughs> happening at Disneyland Paris then? Um, Buzz Lightyear Laser Blast is going to be closed between the 3rd and the 14th of November. Yep. We've got Mad Hatter Tea Cups, which is going to be closed on the 3rd till the 21st of November. Yep. Phantom Manor going to be closed the 3rd to the 14th of November. Yep. And over at Walt Disney Studios, we've got Armageddon, which is going to be closed on the 5th to the 7th of November. I mean, Armageddon was coming on the 5th. That's uh, that's fine. 5th to the 7th of November, not permanently. It's <laughs> a shame. Okay, so that is all of our news and our updates. So we will return in a second with uh, what is a bit of a Disney recipe. We're back in a sec. Want to keep up to date with all the latest Disney news and rumours? Then make sure to check out www.disneybrit.com your number one source for the magical world of Disney. Hey, I have the best kept Disney World and Universal Studios vacation secret. Did you know that anyone can rent a sweet ride and truly get around fast with your pass inside the theme parks? Mom, tell them. Well, Scooter Vacations makes it fun all day long. You or someone you love deserves the best way to see everything. So why not relax and enjoy a true express ride with your pass? Scooter Vacations can arrange it and even deliver it to you. Get around the fun way, have as much fun getting from ride to ride as being on the ride. They fit on buses, boats, and monorails, and some can fit in a car trunk. Upgrade your experience and scoot everywhere. Contact Scooter Vacations at 1-855-WDW-SCOOT. That's 1-855-WDW-SCOOT or on the web at scootorlando.com. That's S-C-O-O-T, orlando.com. S-C-O-O-T, orlando.com. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. This is Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy, and when I'm in Britain, I listen to the Disney Brit Podcast. Okay, I need to give Alan a few seconds with this because we're about to try something we have never tried on the show before. So it's going to be quite interesting. Um, now, before we start it, I think we need to sort of change the mood in here slightly, I think. Do you not think? To mm. this, maybe? Hello, hello, hello. There we go. Hello, hello, hiya. Um, one of the questions we put out on the Disney Brit Facebook page this week was... Um, what is your favourite Disney drink and where would you ideally buy it from? So Lauren Scott said she'd drink a Glotini. The location would be from absolutely anywhere, apparently. Uh, she just maybe carries it around in a hip flask, I don't know. Uh, but a whole time favourite drink and place combination is the Krakatoa Punch from Trader Sam's. Uh, Craig says Jungle Juice Slush from Animal Kingdom. Barry says the Lapu Lapu from Tambu Lounge. And John Burton Fuller said the Malt Shake from Beaches and Creams, amazing. Or Pink Lemonade from Tony's in Main Street Town Square. So um, this got us thinking. Well, do you want to explain, Alan, about the thinking behind this? Okay, well, 
we we in previous episodes of Disney Brit, we did a bit of cooking. We and did. From from feedback we've read over the past few weeks, um, the recipes were, was actually something that people were quite interested in. So I thought, well, we'll try to recreate some of the things that people have experienced in the parks yeah. and they enjoy. So in our Disney recipes section, it's not going to be every week, by the way, but every every so often, yeah. we'll continue it on. We thought we'll do one of these drinks that one of our guests enjoyed. So uh, today, live on the show, you are going to be making... A Lapu Lapu. From the Tambu Lounge. So, uh, Alan, do you want to uh, do you want to start mixing and I'll explain what's in this then? No problem. Well, um, first, first of all, I'll say that I'm going to, um, after the show, I'm going to holler out a pineapple. Right. I haven't actually got one in front of me here, but I'm, I'm going to holler out a pineapple and I'm going to put photographs on the, um, the website okay. so people can see exactly what to do in the full sort of recipe of it. Right, so the uh, recipe for this is two parts Mayer's dark rum, two parts pineapple, three parts orange juice, one part sweet and sour mix, one part Bacardi 151, and then you serve it in a pineapple. So this is seriously like just alcohol galore, isn't it? It, so, it is. It's quite... Um, from what I remember of it, it's quite pungent. So, so what I'm going to... Say, I'll, I'll talk through as I'm doing this. Okay. Right, I've got a it's pretty much a pint glass in front of me. <laughs> as of course it would be served in Walt Disney World. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the, the pineapple's just for show. It's, it doesn't add anything to it apart from um, <laughs> it looks good. Um, the other thing is it says parts. Now, I'm, I've done a little bit of building work and I've, I've mixed concrete before. Oh, I'm worried now. Now, when, when you're mixing concrete, you, you mix things in parts. Yes. So it's maybe three parts, two parts, to one part, you know. So from what I know of that is it doesn't matter how much the quantity is. No. So as I went into our drinks cabinet, I realized I didn't have any sh- shot measurements. So right. I had to then go into the drawer, which the best thing I've got is a third of a cup. <laughs> okay, right, it's, it's okay. a Mickey Mouse third of a cup. Yeah, so. please don't drink this while we're doing the show because there's a chance that you may be drunk before we get to the end of it. So I'm, um, oh, hang on, right, this is the, the second part of, um, right, okay, here's another disclaimer on this. I Go didn't on. manage to get Mayer's Dark Rum. So what did you manage to get? So I've, I've got a Bacardi Oak Heart, it is. It's yeah, a, that's close enough. Has it got no, rum, on, has it got rum written on the bottle? Um, it was a full bottle. It's, does, it, it's, does it have rum written on it? It's got... It's got rum written on it, it's close Yeah, it enough. must that's have. Fine. Yeah, that's fine then. Spice rum, that's what it is. Yeah, that, that'll do. That's um, right, okay, so that's two parts that, two parts dark rum. Yeah. I've got um, pineapple juice, yeah. which is from a carton. Two parts of that, so I'm yep. pouring that in now. Okay. I don't know if you can you hear my liquids. <laughs> to be honest, it just sounds wrong. Uh, but <laughs> <carry> <laughs> <on>. <laughs> okay, that's uh, two parts pineapple gone in there. Okay. Right, okay, we're, I'm going to have to put me, me measurement down here while I open up the, the orange juice. Yeah. Obviously, it's freshly squeezed from um, Marxies. Okay, of course. Uh, it's uh, and we're talking three parts orange juice. So one, two seconds. The other thing is, I'm obviously in front of my computer as well, over the top of the keyboard. Yeah, which is a bit of a worry. So I'm, I'm very concerned of that. <laughs> so I've, I'm, I'm pouring a bit slower now so because if uh, you disappear, it's because you've managed to either electrocute yourself. Or ruin a computer in some process. Right. I've, I've, uh, I have got a problem. Go on. 
Right, I've put the three parts orange juice in there now, yeah. and turns out that I've, I've got no more space in my... <laughs> right, so... <laughs> so, for the next bit, you stir it with a straw and take a bit out. Right, okay. Fine. Wow, it's good. It's good. <laughs> <coughs> um, sweet and sour mix. Yeah. Now, I don't really know what sweet and sour mix is, and we haven't got it. So I'm gonna, I'm just gonna put a splash more pineapple in there. Okay, try that. Okay. So that's top. I'm just gonna drink it down a bit. Right, I've got about half an inch of space in the glass now. <laughs> <laughs> now, Bacardi One Five One. Yeah. The last item in the list. Yeah. And you, the idea is that you float this on top of your drink. Now, if you've ever floated alcohol on top of a drink before, what you do is you, you pour it onto a spoon or a, a knife or something like that. Yeah. Um, now, again, I couldn't get Bacardi 151. They didn't have it in Marxies. So So the, so I've just got some... It's, it's like a, what I would call a value dark room. jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, man. And, it's going to be terrible, isn't it? And to be fair... I, oh, I've just spilled some. There's um, there's not much room in my glass anyway, so it's probably not going to be a full part there. Oh, okay. And and if I remember rightly, when they floated on top of my glass, I just actually mixed it in before I drank it anyway. So fair enough, it's fine. So I'm just doing the last final mix after yeah. I've floated and now ruined the floating of that. And um, we'll we'll have a little taste of this, okay? Go on then. Why you do that? Well, um, we'll just play some. done yet wow that that is good stuff is it is it? it's i'll admit that it's um it's probably a bit more orangey than what i remember right i remember that it was quite potent and it surely is potent and i've got a pint of this to drink now right good luck with that uh don't forget to put in your pineapple first yep I'll, i will do that's, that's good that'll be later Right, there we go. So um, you can go over to DisneyBrit.com and there'll be a news article on there all about making the Lapu Lapu. Um, I'm not convinced that uh, your version, Alan, is anything like what you get over in the Polynesian, but hey, there you go. It's um, close itch. It, it can't be that far away. Right, of course, when we talk about alcohol, the first thing we then think about is children. <laughs> of course. Of course I'm, we do. I'm... While you play the introduction, I'm just yeah. going to go and get a tea towel and go, mop my table down. Go, go and do that. Right, we're looking at uh, Tomorrow's Child. So, uh, for those of you who've not uh, listened to a couple of episodes, we have started a new segment called Tomorrow's Child, where we ask our children, uh, listeners' children, to answer a question about something to do with Walt Disney World, Disneyland Paris, or just any sort of Disney experience. Over the past few weeks, we've asked them to uh, tell us about their favourite Disney character or their least favourite Disney character. Um, last week, we asked them to tell us about their favourite Disney memory and their least favourite Disney memory. And uh, this week, we've asked them to tell us about their favourite Disney snack. So uh, we've got some uh, audio from our kids and also from some listeners' children as well. And uh, we're going to play you a little bit about 
what their favourite Disney snack is. Uh, before we start, you know, we are, we really would like you to send them in. If you've got children, you want to send, you know, uh, a little bit of audio in. Don't be worried about, well, I send one in every week. It really doesn't matter because um, it's just great fun just to uh, give it a go and just to hear what your kids have got to say, basically. Yeah. So we've got um, several different children and we're going to listen to what they've got to say. So today... We're starting off with Harry because um, he usually goes last and he usually has very few words. Whereas today, he's actually given us a little bit more insight. So here he is. Favourite snack is um, the Mickey bar ice cream because um, it has ice cream inside and after that it has chocolate all around and and also it makes me messy and also it is shaped as Mickey Mouse. There you go. So that's my Harry. So very insightful. He likes the Mickey ice cream bar. It's got ice cream in it, um, but it's got and chocolate it's, after and it. Chocolate after it, and it's and it's in the shape of Mickey Mouse. So there you go. Um, I don't know when your kids eat this, and even when I have had one of these, you can't eat these without getting messy, can you? I think there's something strange about eating a an ice cream bar in the Florida heat because you've got the crispy shell, yeah, but you've got a lot of heat and an ice cream that is wanting to melt, melt inside they this just crispy genuinely shell. just melt. I have currently got in my car a Mickey Bar ice cream air freshener. What does that actually smell like? Like a Mickey Bar ice cream. It just stinks your car out of sort of this really strong chocolatey smell. And you, you get, get in, the um, turkey leg one. No, I didn't get the turkey leg one. But you get in and when I first put it in, it's a little bit too overpowering, I must admit. Right? It's fine now. It's okay now. It's just a faint chocolatey smell. But when I first put it in, oh man, it was terrible. Right, Vicky Wells uh, sent us some audio of her two children. This is their favourite Disney snack. I like mini goofy jelly beans because you get to pick your own. I like Mickey Cookie. There we go. So, <laughs> jelly, there's, there seems to be another another adult helper who seems to be whispering things in the background. Was uh, that Mickey Cocaine? Mickey, Mickey Cookies. Oh, sorry. Jeez, get social services in. Mickey Cookies. There we go. So, uh, Goofy Jelly Beans and Mickey Cookies there from Vicky. Uh, Okay, Martin sent in, and we've got another one from Jake. So, let's see what uh, Jake's favourite snack is. Right then, Jake, I've got another question to ask you about Disney. You ready? Yeah. Okay, what is your favourite Disney snack from a park? So, when we've been to Disney... Casey's what? hot dogs. Casey's hot dogs, and why? Why is it that? Because I like sausages. Fair enough. Thank you very much. Brilliant. That's the most logical, Bye, isn't everyone. it? Bye, everyone. There we go. Bye, Jake. So um, he likes Disney's hot dogs because he likes sausages. Fair enough. Nothing wrong with that, is there? I think that's fairly logical. I've never been to Casey's yet. I'd love to. How have you not been to Casey's? Casey's like staple. I, I don't know. It's one of those things where I've, I've just managed not to. Don't I need to go. Yeah, you need to go to Casey's. You need to go next year. That is, a, You must go to Casey's. Okay, let's head over to Alan's children then. So we're going to start off. I'm going to leave Abigail to last, as I do every week, because it just makes me laugh. Um, so Imogen, what's Imogen's favourite snack? My favourite snack of Disney World is... Chocolate-covered bananas because I like bananas and they've got yummy chocolate on. Bye, done. Bye, done. 
Bye, Bye Dunn. That's logical again. I like bananas. I like chocolate. Put them together. Perfect. It makes so much sense. It just makes complete sense. Put them together and what do you get? See? So that makes sense. So that's quite logical. Okay, let's go to Abigail. Are you ready? My favourite memory is... Not memory. <laughs> My Okay, I have to stop that already. <laughs> well done for remembering that from last week, though. That's quite <laughs> impressive that she's remembered it. Okay, here we go. My favourite memory is... Not memory. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the side. It's the... <sighs> Dad. Right. <laughs> anyway, sorry, we'll play this time. My favourite memory is... Not memory. My favourite... Disney was Texas. Uh, Minnie Mouse biscuits. Do you know why? Because they're nice and chewy and nice and spotty. Spotty? Just yes, spotty. So she likes Minnie Mouse biscuits because they're nice and chewy and nice and spotty. Can you remember them Minnie Mouse biscuits? I vaguely remember them. I don't know what she's talking about. I vaguely remember. I, I, I recognise it. But was it wasn't like you didn't get them in the candy company or something like that, did you? Well, you might be able to get them now in the big top treats. I think is it big top it, in new fun. I don't even know if you can get them in the in any of Walt Disney World or Disneyland Paris. So is this possibly a snack that Abigail's made up? Possibly, <laughs> but bear in mind that she does like Minnie Mouse. Yes. At least she didn't say my favourite snack is Captain Hook. Mr. Smee, Shakira Bones. Yeah. That'll be next week. <laughs> next week. Next week's question will be What is your favourite Peter Pan character? What is your favourite Shakira Bones related Mr. answer? <laughs> um, but actually, no, in reality, next week's one will be. Yes, uh, in two weeks' time, the, the it will be. What is your favourite Disney film? Right. And why? So, your favourite Disney film. And why? So that's what we're looking for next week. Your favourite Disney film and why? Okay, that's cool. So you can send your uh, audio entries into radio at disneybrit.com and uh, we will play out uh, your entries or your children's entries for your favourite Disney film and why. Okay, so there we go. That was what will be coming next week. So okay. Incidentally, what is, what is your favourite snack, Adam? Do you know what? I was trying to think about this and... I'm really torn. I don't know. I think if I'm going to go for anything, I think it's going to be a chocolate brownie from Main Street Bakery. Mm, nice. I've just I've got a bit of an obsession with chocolate brownies. I don't know what it is, but if I see a chocolate brownie, it's like I have to have a chocolate. No matter what else is on offer, it's a chocolate brownie. That's it. Dessert sorted. So it's probably because they're pretty big as well. You could hit somebody with it and probably <laughs> kill them. They're that sort of size. So that's probably my favourite. I think. What's so yours? it's tasty and also a weapon. Tasty and also used in defence of somebody aggressively attacking you, yeah. Um, my favourite snack would be probably chocolate-covered no. pretzels. Ah, oh, good shout. Now, my, my thought process on it is, is one is, they're, they're slightly salty, but the chocolatiness has the sweetness there. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things where people go, oh, that's wrong, you shouldn't eat them. But there's something about them that once you start eating them... That is true. You, you can't stop until you finish the packet. At least you've picked a snack that actually exists. So that's good. Well done. Yeah. But I um, like the Minnie Mouse one's best. The Minnie Mouse one's best. That, um, yeah, that's my favourite. If I'm going snack, like snack credit snack, 
I'm also going to put out there smoothies from Anti-Gravities in Tomorrowland. There you go. Right, that is our Tomorrow's Child segment. As I've said, the next one is going to be your child's favourite Disney movie and why. And uh, send them into radio at DisneyBrit.com. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, but we shall be back in a second, and we're going to go through Disney's Ultimate Attractions. For the past 10 years... Orlando attraction tickets have been providing the UK with cheap Disney tickets for Walt Disney World and the surrounding Orlando attractions. With a low deposit scheme of just £10 per person, you can book your tickets in advance knowing you're in good hands. Orlando attraction tickets are the only ticket company to allow you to pay your balance off in instalments online and with no credit or debit card fees, free UK sign for delivery and you are fed FastPass Plus enabled tickets now shipping. There is no other choice for your Orlando ticketing needs than Orlando attraction tickets. Visit www.orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk or call 0845 226 8523. That's orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk or call 0845 226-8523 Want to keep up to date with all the latest Disney news and rumors? Then make sure to check out www.disneybrit.com Your number one source for the magical world of Disney. Okay, we're going to continue to celebrate the ultimate <laughs> Disney attraction. What, what are you laughing at? Uh, there's just something funny about it where you're playing the Cool and the Gang style song. Yeah. I don't know if it's them that's doing it. It is, yeah. And where it's like, celebrate good times, come on. Woohoo! Big you have to play the, yeah, woo-hoo. of course it did, yeah. Woohoo! I love it. Um, is it Lando Attraction Tickets updated their advert? Uh, no. Alright, okay, it was just because I picked out their, which is something I've never actually picked out of it before. Which is? Pass Pass Plus enabled tickets. Yes, and they have been doing them ever since it first started last year. So you're getting the RFID tickets, you're not having to get no Nope, you get the RFID tickets, they do it all properly. That's why you need to go to them, because they're amazing, and they sorted me out and they're brilliant. Okay, we're talking about Disney's ultimate attraction then. So over the past week or so, you guys have been voting on uh, eight more pairs. And um, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I'll have a listen and I'll start thinking about the next ones. If you go over to the Facebook page, you'll find the eight pairs that are due for the next show up there already for you to check. So today we've got the Toboggan Races versus Ellen's Energy Adventure. Tower of Terror versus Conservation Station. It's a Small World versus Habit Heroes. The Incredible Dance Party versus The Chairlifts. Yeah, really. Wandering Oaken's Outpost versus Enchanted Tales with Belle. Dream Along with Mickey versus The Country Bear John Barree. Ast- Astro Orbiter versus Haunted Mansion. And Celebrate the Magic versus Test the Limit Lab. So, let's uh, start off then with uh, it's the Toboggan Racers versus Ellen's Energy Adventure. So, 
Uh, let's tell you what these two are. Then the Toboggan Racers is a kind of a, a, like a mat ride almost uh, over at Blizzard Beach. It's just like a toboggan. The idea is you switch and change from left to right all the way down to the very, very bottom. And you do it on that kind of like sleigh almost, kind of foam sleigh. And that's up against LNG, Ellen's Energy Adventure, which is a 45-minute uh, sit-down ride uh, with Ellen DeGeneres, which takes you through the history of energy and power and electric and what the future holds. And it's got the massive dinosaur um seen in it as well so uh, there are two alan which one are you going for it seems it, it seems almost as though it's like insignificant the you've got like a, a water slide yeah then you've got 45 minutes of attraction yeah and one of them's gonna last 20 seconds yeah one of them's gonna last but that's the whole point. The whole point is that this time round, it is that, you know, we've got some of the big hitters that might be up against some smaller, more insignificant attractions. Yeah. And we have found, as we did last week, that some of the attractions take out others. You know, Main Street uh, vehicles took out, I forget what it was now, but something fairly major. Um, yeah. So, you know, it, these matchups can be quite an interesting combination. Anyway, sorry, Karen. Well, well I, I, I totally agree. It's going to have a, an interesting outcome this because Ellen's Energy Adventure. It was so out of date. It is. I believe it is an updated version of the original attraction. It is. Universe of Energy. Yep. But I still feel it is so out of date. Um, when I went on it last, something that stuck in my head was the fact that they were talking about the um, the quantity of oil available in the, the world. That's right. And it was almost as though, you know, they didn't touch on the concept of Okay, this has run out very quite rapidly. We need to look at other sources of energy. Yeah. Even though that is essentially the building's got solar panels on it and all that sort of stuff. It was as though, you know, don't really need to worry about too much about using up oil. Yeah. Um, However. Go on. Well, well no, you you say what you're gonna say. No, I was gonna say the the it's interesting as well, having seen it again somehow how they talk about um you know how we started to use solar energy and there's solar power solar panels starting to appear and they're starting to harness energy from it thinking yeah we're doing that a while now well how, how long is the solar panel solar paneled i'll tell you what this lapu lapu's going to your head already slowing me down a bit oh dear um the solar panel powered cal calendar oh my words what is wrong with you lapu lapu yeah calculator you know we, we've had one of those for well, yeah. all my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're talking about massive, you know, on a massive scale. Yeah. Um, and when when that building was first put up, yeah, the whole concept was that the trucks are powered by solar powers. Yes. So, um, so you, the, I, I, I'm guessing you're going to bog and races here, are you? I am actually, because although it's 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 an interesting attraction, and I can remember the. Can you remember when Walt Disney was sort of promoting Epcot or promoting the idea of Walt Disney World? Yeah. And he was talking to those dinosaurs. Yes. He used to have his, like, it was like a rider's crop and he was pretending he was talking to the right. dinosaurs, yeah. like Brontosaurus type dinosaurs. And, you know, there's the history of it. There's the fact that Walt was there. Yeah. They've updated it, they've put Ellen there, but. I personally think it's the worst animatronic replica. Yeah, it's not a great animatronic replica. It's, it's like a little man. It's not great. like Ellen, it's like a little man. <laughs> um, it, 
it needs a massive overhaul because the information that's available now about this subject is has moved on. Yeah. So for that reason, I cannot give it a vote. Toboggan races, however, I've never been on it, but you know, bombing down a hill and face first on a mat, it's got to be fun. Right. So you're going to toboggan races. Okay, that's quite interesting. So looking at this from another point of view, Alan's Energy Adventure. The thing is with that is yes, it is out of date and it does need a lot of updating. I completely agree with you, but it can be updated. Toboggan races can't be updated. You know, it is what it is. It is a switchback um, raft ride. You know, flume ride, and I hate it. Okay, it throws you about like an absolute loon. And I came off it last time thinking that is possibly the worst flume ride I've been on because it's so, it just literally throws you from left to right. Do and you I get water in your face? Uh, yeah, you do get water in your face. But I'm not a fan. I just don't don't like the, the ride itself. It just it, It's not comfortable at all. Um, where, and that can't be updated. You can't change that without taking out and putting a new one in. And the whole idea is supposed to be this toboggan idea, so it, it doesn't quite work for me. You could update um, it by going down feet first. Yeah, they don't let you do that though, do you? Do they? They, they could put a what, like a little boat there. I'm, I'm just trying to ruin your right answer there. Just, yeah. Just, shut up. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm kind of torn as to. I don't think I can give. Um, I, I don't think I can give it to fucking races. I really don't. Um, because I just think. As much as Ellen, Ellen isn't brilliant because it's not up to date. Hang on, you know what? I've just got completely confused. I've just—I'm not talking. I'm talking about completely the wrong ruddy slide. Toboggan races. Sorry, toboggan races is the hill where it goes down the hill. It's—it's it's two parallel tracks that go That's downhill, right. and they go. There's about eight tracks next to each other, and you slide in your front, you sorry. go downhill. It's amazing. <laughs> so again, it's a complete trash, complete awful waste of time. Don't do it. It's rubbish. No, Toboggan Races is awesome. Okay. So, uh, for that, uh, there must be people sat, there, uh, sat right now listening to this going, he's an idiot. He's talking about completely the wrong thing, isn't he? And he's about to completely vote on completely the wrong thing. Um, so, no, I'm not thinking of that at all. I'm thinking of a completely different one. Uh, I'm thinking of, am I thinking of Runoff Rapids? Or the snow snowstorms is the one I'm thinking of. I'm there, um, so I'm going to vote team. I'm going to vote Toboggan as well. Over Excellent. Um, but it doesn't matter because even no. though we voted, Ellen still wins, which is a shame because I actually really like Toboggan. Uh, toboggan races. I can't believe Ellen's winning. Prize idiot. There we go. Right, so um <laughs> you win. adventure goes through. Yeah. There was a prize for an idiot. I've just won it. Um and Toboggan Racers goes out. Oh, I'm sad. I am actually genuinely quite sad by uh, saddened by that. Right, next up, we are moving on. We're leaving it that one behind and we're going to this. It is the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror versus conservation station so the twilight zone tower of terror is a basically a dark ride slash drop tower uh where guests are put into a lift and they go up see a few floors go into the top twilight zone and your lift moves forward as a ride vehicle takes you to another empty shaft where there's an endless uh star field it disappears and then it drags you down at faster than gravity 
several times. 13 floors. Um, that's against Conservation Station, which is an area with the Animal Kingdom where you can usually meet Rafiki. There's uh, also a lot of educational, interactive activities there, including being able to see into where they produce and create the uh, food for the animals. There's a veterinary station and all those bits and pieces as well. To get there, you have to get on a train, uh, and that train takes you all the way up to Conservation Station. So it's um, a thrill ride versus an educational area in the Animal Kingdom. So, um... I think I'll start with this one. Okay. Uh, Conservation Station is alright. It's not fantastic. It's not the best area. But the problem I find is when I go to Conservation Station, I usually find there's not a lot going on. So the past few times I've been um, in, the, in there, Rafiki's been there, and actually Rafiki did something quite funny. He, he did Circle of Life with Donald last Before time. you go too far on it, I want yeah. to put in. Go on. Can I clarify something about this? Yes, Is on. Conservation Station... Rafiki's Planet Watch. Right, you've got Rafiki's Planet Watch, yeah. And then you've yep. got Conservation Station, which is one part of it. And then you've got the Affection Section, which is the other part of it. So Affection Section is where you can go and do all the petting of the animals and all those bits and pieces. So there's two slightly different areas. Right, okay. Um, so so Rafiki's Planet Watch is everything split up, but yeah. the Affection Section. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, but they don't, although Rafiki's Planet Watch is the area, this is kind of the attraction within it. So yeah, we're talking about Conservation Station. Um it's alright, you know, you get on the train, you go to Conservation Station, you probably spend five minutes, ten minutes in there, maybe, um, because I don't th I think, because of it's not really been touched since it opened in 98 it does feel very much like you've just walked into a local museum in your town and it's, you know, a little bit about the rainforest and all this sort of stuff, and there's never really any surgery going on with the animals, there's a woman there who is making um, making uh, food up for animals and things like that, which is quite interesting to see, but we don't spend very long in there at all. We do go up, we meet Rafiki, and that's pretty much about it. Um, so my vote is going Tower of Terror. What about yours? Right, okay. Well, t I like the concept. I like the theme in, of Tower of Terror. Yeah. The concept of you've entered the hotel, you've gone through the, the history of the hotel, you've seen yeah. that it's all abandoned, yeah. and then you get into the lift, and then you go up. And it's at that point that I actually don't like the Tower of Terror. Right, okay. I've, I've never been on it because... Right. I absolutely hate the concept of falling. You want you want to see me when I'm sitting on that aeroplane flying to Orlando. Yeah. Right. I've got the seatbelt tighter than tight, and I'm gripping onto them armrests. Apart from when the kids are watching me, I like to pretend I'm cool. Of course. Because I don't want to instill this fear of flying. Now, the concept of falling down, it just doesn't work. I would like the Tower of Terror to have a section where it gets to the top, and they ring the bell and go... You can get out and walk down if you want to. <laughs> yeah, you imagine that. <laughs> because essentially that's the end of the ride, isn't it? Yeah. Apart from the drop. Most people are there for the drop, but I'll be there for the story and the theming. So they, so, need, they need like two versions like they do in Mission Space for you. Yeah, totally. And I don't think I'd mind walking down 13 flights of stairs. Okay. Because, you know, there'll be, there'll be some sort of... It, Either, you know, people pay a fortune to go and walk around the underside of the Magic Kingdom. Yes. You know, even if I'm led down a fire exit, that would be great. <laughs> and that's free. But it's not available, unfortunately. No. Um, and Conservation Station, because obviously this is where I'm clearly heading. Yeah. Um, where else in the world can you watch them potentially carve an open lion to do open heart surgery? Um, Animal Hospital. Oh, it's not on anymore, is it? No, there's, there's reasons for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> you've, uh, you've you've got an actual operating theatre where, to be fair, they do do 
checkups on animals. Yeah. You know, there could be a lion that's got a thorn in its paw or something like that. Yeah, true. Or there could be a, a gorilla getting his teeth brushed or something. Generally, this happens early in the morning, I'll say. Yeah. And the majority of people that go to this, go to the Kilimanjaro safaris first, Everest, yeah. Cali River Rapids, and then eventually it'll filter up to conservation stations. So yeah, unless you're there first thing in the morning, it is unlikely that you're going to find out what's happening. From I think I read a, read something somewhere that most things are scheduled between nine and ten thirty. Okay. If you if so you're dying to you find out something that's going yeah, to be okay. happening in the operating theatre, yeah, you can only find out on the day the park opens. You know, if 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 you went to a cast member first thing in the morning, you said, "Is there anything happening in the conservation station operating theatre?" Yeah, they're supposed they to won't know, will they? They they should know then. That you couldn't say, is there a what's happening on Thursday? What's happening on Friday? If you're waiting to see the gorilla getting his teeth brushed, you know you're not going to find that out. No, that's true. Um, but I also admit that I totally agree with you the fact that it does look like an outdated um, museum, where there's a lot of freestanding MDF cutouts that are painted with words written on them. But for the concert allowed to walk out of that lift before it plummets to your doom, you're on conservation station. Correct. Well, uh, three people agree. Two people agree with you with conservation stations. So it's three of you. Everybody else went Tower of Terror. I don't know, you know, the theming of that place and just the, the little, little kind of nuances and all that sort of stuff. It's just amazing. I just, you know, I can't see how anybody can hate Tower of Terror. But there we go. Because of the drop. About, talking about rides you can hate, though. <laughs> what about this? Any ideas? I'm a machine. Oh. Rides you can hate. It's in French as well, even worse. Uh, it's, it's a small world. <laughs> Did I just say that? Alone? It's a small world versus habit heroes. So, It's a Small World is a classic attraction as created by Walt Disney for the 1964 65 World's Fair. Uh, it's the idea is it takes you through um, a ride where children sing at you in lots of different languages and wear clothing that's applicable to nation and uh, the song gets in your head and it gets quite annoying. And not only that, if that's not bad enough, people also do cover versions of the tune. See? Who's that? It's the Baja Men. It's a world of laughter, a world of Is the Baja Men the um, who let the dogs out? Who let out? the dogs out, yeah, indeed. Um, so it's that versus Habit Heroes, which is an interactive attraction that basically, when it first opened, was offensive. Uh, <laughs> and basically went, hey kid, you're really fat. Um, uh, it was created by Florida Blue and the Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield and it's been reworked now since offending quite a few people uh, and it's the idea is it's supposed to make you aware about your health and uh, all those sort of bits and pieces and make you healthy because the idea is that the mission of the Florida Blue and the, the Blue Cross etc is to improve the health of people they serve basically so it's uh, in Interventions and um, it's kind of one of those walkthrough attractions sort of thing so it's, it's a small world versus Happy Heroes what are you going for, Alan? Right, okay. Um, I was going to try and bring up the website so I can actually find out a bit more about Habit Heroes. There's not a lot to know about Habit Heroes. It's, it's, it says uh, their website says, This is your mission. If you're up to the challenge, team up with your agents, quench dynamo and fuel for a, ser a series of interactive adventures and transform the world into happier, healthier places for all. And it is very interactive, you know, and uh, there's a lot of kind of cool interactive games and stuff like that. 
Um, and you've got like shooting games, and there's, yeah, it, it is quite cool. Um, you sort of you're talking up there. It sounds as though it's quite exciting. I think you know, it is, yeah, if it was nothing to do with habits. It's much better than it was. I, I I remember when it first opened, and I thought it was uh, when they announced it was Habitat Heroes, and I was like, "What? We're going to be looking at where people live and stuff." I don't get it. Uh, but Habit Heroes makes a bit more sense. But um, I've just <laughs> found a list of the um, the villains that are in it. Yeah, go on. What what are the villains have we You've got? You've got Lead Bottom. That's it. He's uh, the lack of physical activity. That's right. He's a non-mover, isn't he? You've got Achilles, which is who's, a non-mover um, one, isn't he? Inadequate stretching and warms up before exercising. That's right. They're the ones. Uh, insomnia. Brilliant. Lack of sleep. Yeah. Um, the control freak. Excessive screen time. Right. Okay, so I can, I can, I can see some people with that. Yeah. Adam. Uh, you've got yeah, the really snacker. Oh, there's a load of food one, isn't there? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you've got the consumption of fatty foods. Sweet tooth, obviously sweets. Yeah. Ice cappuccino. Yeah. Excessive caffeine. Yeah. Isn't, so there is one, this... isn't there like one called the glutton or something like that? The glutton. Excessive there we eating. go. See? The fungus, Just, consumption funny. of spoiled or expired food. Nice. Now, I, I, I don't need I don't to date food, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But there is a, a company in the UK called Approved Foods, and here's a quick advert for them. Yeah. And they sell things that are beyond their best before date. That's right. Now, for example, you can buy a bag of pasta that's best before October, but in reality, it doesn't go out of date for consumption for a lot longer. Yeah. So... I have an issue with wasting food that is still consumable. Yeah. But it depends what it's saying there. So the fungus is to do with consumption of spoiled or expired food. Yeah. So that's the word expired that's a bit of a word there. Um, killer cereal. Yeah. So no, the cereal, killer. cereal killer. Yeah, the cereal killer, yeah. I remember that one as well. Um, predisposition for skipping breakfast. Yeah. I don't eat breakfast. Yeah, you should. Most important meal of the day. Um, sun blazer. He's got um, inadequate sun protection. Yeah. Stink bomb. Poor hygiene. This is this is me all over here. <laughs> um, you've got the prescriptor. Yeah. Predisposition to disregard doctor's advice. Yeah. Nicotina. Nicotina. Oh, what a name. Didn't we used to have on the Greek cross code, man? Nicotine. Might have been, I don't remember. It was something like that. Okay. But um, obviously smoking. Yeah. Sonic boom, loud noises, um, snaggle tooth, poor dental hygiene. Well, is that not the majority of people in the UK? Yeah. According to stereotyping. Um, Captain delay, procrastination. Oh, that's me. Um, insecure, lack of self-esteem. Right. Um, stress case, excessive stress. Um, Duchess of doom, gloominess and negativity. Yeah. Hothead, anger yeah. and temper tantrums. Drama queen, um, negative gossip. Yeah. Um, Pierre pressure. Ah, uh, that's the one. That's the one I remember. I, I think I remember actually laughing out loud when I heard that name. <laughs> Pierre so pressure. So it's to do with peer pressure. Yeah. Um, which, would that have been a habit? Peer I don't know pressure. if it would. I don't know. You know, if, if your mates told you to do something, yeah. or you were going along with the crowd... I don't think that's a habit. No, true. Um, bruiser. Yeah. He's um, to do with bullying. Yeah. And you've got stranger danger. Delivery of personal information in the context of online activity in brackets. There you go. So, so all the you and me, stranger danger, all the way. That's us on Facebook, yakking away. 
Right, okay. Isn't it? Yes, pretty much it's all of us. So, <laughs> but they're all of them. Um, does that mean um, that you're going to vote for it now, or are you, are you going, it's a small world? Um, well, the, the other side on it was, obviously, we, we, as Disney fans, think that everybody knows about it's a small world and how yeah. incredibly annoying the music is and the ride. I in, rea- in reality, I went to Disney on Ice the other week yeah. with... Um, my wife runs a Rainbows group. Yeah. And about half of them didn't understand what It's a Small World was. Wow. And one of the mams that was there was going, what film's this from? It's not. And it was like, yeah, all right. It's, it's, it's an attraction. It's a ride. And to be fair, unless you've been to Walt Disney World or Disneyland Paris or California, you probably won't know who it, what it is. However, I would have thought you'd have heard that music. You would think so, wouldn't you? I'm sure it's in The Simpsons. It's it's in other um, modern things. You've got, I think it's been in Family Guy. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong there, please, listeners. Um, so anyway, where, where are we going with this? Um, so I think going, I'm going to go Habit Heroes. You're going Habit Heroes, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm going Habit Heroes purely for the fact that I, I just... I can't... It's a small world. Oh, it just... Nah. We have to go. We go on it every time, you know. And you sit there and like, and I, and my family do it on purpose. They like, should we go into small world? Yeah, let's do. It. Should we go on it again? No, <laughs> no. And you know, we. Oh, anyway, it just great on me. I know Disney invented it, but you know, you know, I'm going to switch the music off just purely for the fact that I don't like it. Um, you know, it'd be good though. What? You know how in, in, I think it's in California. It's been updated to include the characters, the characters from films. <clears throat> yeah. For example, in Hawaii, you've got Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. I, still I would like to see it. that. Okay, well, you voted for Habit Heroes. I'm going to vote Habit Heroes, but it doesn't matter because only one other person voted for Habit Heroes. So it's a small world goes flying through to the next round. Eerie right, me. next up. It's the uh, inc- hashtag Incredible Dance Party versus the chairlifts. Believe it or not. Um, so we've got the Incredible Dance Party, which uh, happens in Tomorrowland on the, on the stage that was originally built for Stitch's Supersonic Celebration, uh, where they have all the, the incredible characters come out and um, they have this big dance party in Tomorrowland. And that's up against the chairlifts, which are the chairlifts that take you from the bottom of um, down in, in Blizzard Beach, take you all the way up to the very top so you can do Summit Plummet and all those bits and pieces. Um, so they're the two we're going up against. Um, so... What are you going for? Are you going Incredible Dance Party, or Ugh. are you going Chairlift? It's oh, it's you know these, these are to me these are both non-events, aren't they? <laughs> but they both are a little bit, yeah. I saw a little bit of the Incredible Dance Party, and I say a little bit, and I only stay because there's a point where uh, Mrs. Incredible comes out. There's a great video on YouTube of her falling over and her face falling off. Um, I just was hoping that that might happen again, and it didn't. And when it didn't, I thought, well, I've had enough, and I'm going. Um, you thought it was part of the act. Yeah, it was like a face would. Have you seen the video? If you've not seen yeah. the video, you need to go on YouTube and look. And it's a point where Mrs. Incredible's face falls off and when she falls over. Which, which was actually page. quite eye-opening in, in construction of costumes. <laughs> yeah. As a Disney geek, you're like, oh, that it works. Yeah. But there were some kids who were fairly traumatised at the fact that quite clearly Mrs. Incredible's face has just fallen off in front of everybody. Yep. Um, it's, when you it's, go first. It's a no-brainer for me. I'm going um, chairlifts. Because um, it's, I, I quite like the view that you get from there, and I'm not really interested in Incredible Dance Party at all. So, what are you going for? Um, I agree with you, and I, I would have liked the Incredible Dance Party, and 
I was thinking should I vote for it because of Mrs. Incredible's face full enough. That was yeah. the, literally the only thing. <laughs> but as it's not a regular event, it's. No. I, I don't know. I, 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 there was a, a dance party inside um, the Diamond Horseshoe once. Yeah. I, I just don't get it. I don't. No. You know, I, right. I, I, I can I can understand dancing at Pleasure Island or at any of those nightclubs that have now closed. Yeah. But dancing in a theme park with a load of kids and characters, I not just don't get. So you're going but, chairlifts. Chairlifts, even though I've never been on them. So, actually, before we started voting, uh, the chairlifts had two more votes than the Incredible Dance Party. Um, so, if we'd have voted uh, Incredible Dance Party, we'd have drawn, and, um, well, the chairlifts would have gone through anyway, because we always do it on, on listener votes rather than ours, ours as well. But it was that close. It looks like people were exactly the same. They were torn between which one should go through and which one shouldn't. But, believe it or not, the chairlifts have just knocked out the Incredible Dance Party. But there you go. Right, so that's... Uh, <laughs> That's that one. Uh, we're now going to head over to a Frozen, believe it or not, theme. There you go. There it is. And it is Wandering Oaken's Outpost versus The Enchanted Tales with Belle. So let me explain what these are. The Wandering Oaken Outpost has now just moved, actually. And it consists of um, an area which has got a snow playground. It's also got some um, an indoor kind of food beverage station that has... Uh, cups, uh, specific cupcakes and there's also photo area as well it also has a merchandising store particularly to Frozen so it's kind of several things in one and that comes up against the Enchanted Tales with Belle which has got a new home up in New Fantasyland which is a short show that includes children as different characters those bits and pieces it takes place in the library and um, it has uh, an initial um, pre-show bit where you have a mirror that turns into a door it's very clever and then you have the actual story with Belle herself, she comes out and they do the story with an animatronic Lumiere uh, and it's quite interactive for the whole family. So they're the two areas. So, um, Wandering Oaken's Outpost versus The Enchanted Tales with Belle. Alan. Right. I like the concept of Wandering Oaken's Outpost. Yeah. You know, they've got they've got the special cupcakes. They have. I don't know if they've moved the... Have they got the ice skating rink still? Uh, no, the ice skating rink is now gone. Okay, so that's, that's now gone, but you've got the little snow area which... Yeah, the snow From what I've seen of the snow area, it's more about slightly packed ice. It, that's pretty much what it is, yeah. It's okay, packed it's, ice. It's, it's almost as though someone's had like Mr. Frosty by the corner and shaved up all the ice cubes. It's pretty much. Just it's just one large Mr. Frosty, yeah. <laughs> uh, and of course, you go in there with your sandals and your flip-flops and that sort of stuff, and then anything like my son, he thinks, wouldn't it be funny if I got a shovel full of ice and put it all over my dad's feet? Yeah, hysterical. Um, totally. So, yeah, that's one of the areas. Um... But I can, I can appreciate the concept of, I'd, well, okay, I don't know enough about Florida to know the full full year's weather forecast, but I'm guessing they don't have snow. Well, there has been no moments of, like, flurries of snow uh, in January when people have been getting ready for, like, the marathon and all that sort of stuff, but there's never been anything significant, really, now. I've, I've heard they've had ice, not ice balls. Except for Blizzard Beach, of course. Yeah, of course, that was... Like a crazy amount of snow when that came down. Insane. And um, you know, they've had hailstones. You know, obviously that's to do with crazy yeah, weather. Yeah. Um. So I, I like the idea of that. Enchanted Tales with Belle. Yeah. I'm not a lover of the idea of that story or the fact that you stand in front of everybody with a cardboard cutout and have a minimal bit of interaction there. Yeah. But, however. I do absolutely love the idea of that going through the magic mirror in the beginning. That is of it. amazing. It's so clever how they do that. 
I haven't seen it in person yet. Honestly, it's I'm dying just to. Amazing. You look at it and you just go, "Wow." Okay, that's that's impressive. So um, I'm voting that. Voting so Enchanted Tales of Bell. Um, quite simply, Enchanted Tales of Bell. I think it's very clever. You know that inter just for the mirror alone is very clever. Uh, the animatronic uh, Lumiere is quite cool. Uh, I got to be involved as one of the knights in it, which I didn't really want to be because I wanted to see the Lumiere, but that's beside the point. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's, it's really nice. It's quite. It's quite a small group of people who get to go in and get to have photos taken with Belle and meet her and each of the children get a little bookmark when they take part and all that sort of stuff. So that's a little bit different, which I quite like. So I'm going to be going Belle as well, I think. Um, not wanting her kids outpost, but it doesn't matter because Belle well and truly won that one anyway. Okay, next to our next pair, which is... So it's Dream Along with Mickey versus the Country Bear Jamboree. Um, so, Country Bear Jamboree, an old classic, is actually an attraction that was supposed to be built as part of the Mineral King um, ski resort that Disney was going to be involved in. And Country Bear Jamboree was going to be a show that people could go and see in the evening while they were there. Um, and obviously that never happened, so the attraction was put into Walt Disney World. That comes up against Dream Along with Mickey, which is a show in uh, the top of Main Street, Rally Castle. Happens like four five times a day has a few fireworks in it a few lifty up and downy bits and pieces and is a typical sort of daytime show for, for disney uh, i'm going to be short and sweet with this one i'm going country bear jamboree because i think although it's getting old now it's still a classic it still has some quite entertaining amusing elements to it dream along with mickey i've seen it once you know if i never see it again i'm not going to be worried so uh, i'm going country bear jamboree okay um i love the country bear jamboree even though it is so dated it is, it's got some sort of chunk, songs that are a bit, to me, I think near the knuckle. That's one of the things I like about it, the fact that they're a little bit close to the bone. I can't remember what the song is that um, one of the female bears sings, but I'm sure it's it's a, it's a bit risque. Something about get guys who get me up, get me down or something. Something like that. Um, and you've also got... Was it Big Al singing something about blood on the dance floor? Yeah, blood on the uh, blood on the saddle. But that's an old classic country song. But yeah. But even so, for, it, for the concept of blood for kids. Yeah. But I do understand that Disney's not just about kids. Um, but also they've got an insane amount of detail in that building. They have, and the moose heads and all that sort of stuff as well. Moose heads and there's like bare scratches on the floor. If you've ever seen that. Yes, there are. Um, you can see their claws all over the place. Um, Dream Along with Mickey, I believe, and you'll correct me straight away, Yeah, it's got the um, moving Mickey heads. It has. Um, which I think is absolutely amazing when you watch it. And also they've got a, a concept which I've never really experienced before or, or realised before. Um, the concept of when they're actually shouting something into the crowd to get the audience to participate, Yeah. they actually pipe in crowd shouting back at them. Yes. Um, so, for example, if you're the only person watching it, and it was, I think it says, shout out some names. What is your name or something like that? I can't remember the exact lyrics on it. But um, there's like loads of kids shouting, and you could be the only person there, but there's kids shouting around you. Right, so I okay. love the concept of the magic of that. Yeah. Which well, one are we going to go with? Um, Outdated or kids show? Well, that's up to you. Because it was probably the first iteration of the moving Mickey heads, I'll go with Dream Along with Mickey. Are you really? Yes. Every 
Every time I meet a guy who gets me shook. Here we go. All I ever get from him's a dirty look. It's the same way everywhere I found. All the guys that turn me on, turn me down. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the, that's the wording. Turn me on, turn me down. Well, I don't know what you're about. Nothing works for me that I found. <laughs> it's the same way everywhere I see. Nothing ever seems to work for me. There you go. So, oh dear. All the guys that turn me on, turn me down. That's the one. In incidentally, <laughs> yeah. Um, I was given a, a link to a video. I'm not going to name the person yeah. because they haven't given me permission to. Um, and it was a link on YouTube that's for a video that was from the 1996 home movie at Walt Disney World. Yeah. And one of the things I noticed was Minnie Mouse's dress was very, very short. Really? You could, you could overly see her frilly knickers. Oh, there you go then. She's got white frilly bloomers underneath there. Interesting. I think I've just said that because I'm nearly after, nearly finished my lapu lapu. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> so you're going dream along with Mickey. I'm going country bear jamboree. Um, country bear jamboree wins it. To be honest, it well and truly beats dream along with Mickey. It wouldn't have made any difference. So, uh, I suppose it's easier to to get rid of that. That's true. It's just makes me laugh. There we go. Uh, luckily, kids don't get the innuendo in that, which is fine. So, uh, Country Bear Jamboree goes through, and we move on to our next pair. Right, we need to have serious words with this one. So, it is the Astro Orbiter versus the Haunted Mansion. Uh, so, we've got a, uh, a spinning round, sort of up and down attraction that's on top of... Uh, Tomorrowland um, against Haunted Mansion, which is the all-time classic, best Disney ride ever created, ever, 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 that's in Liberty Square. Um, so, Alan, which one are you going for? Astro Orbiter or the Haunted Mansion? It's um, replaced Star Jets, didn't it? It did replace Star Jets, yeah. So you've got a, what was arguably, during America's space race, when yeah. they used to really promote space travel. Yeah. Is a concept to try and get people to back the um, NASA project. That's right. You had a, a big giant rocket, which then had rockets shooting around it. Yeah. And, and then it got updated planets. to have rockets going around with planets going around it. That's right. If I was going to say I wanted a version of it, I'd prefer the original version. Okay. Because I think that sort of summed up the concept a bit better. Versus Haunted Mansion. Come on, Haunted Mansion is absolutely amazing. There's no argument here, is there? I don't they've even know they've put a, a much better queue system there. You know, you've got tons of stuff to play with. You've got interactive elements. Yeah. There's some sort of um, quiz trivia challenge thing to do with five or six busts at the beginning. There's Yeah, there's, there is. Yeah, the, the whole interactive queue. I've never actually experienced that. I've yeah, never read cool. it, so I'd, the queues always move too quick to be able to do anything with that. Yeah. Um, And... There's, there's some elements in there which is absolutely outstanding. There's some of the technology, some of the effects yeah. are absolutely brilliant. So, without without question, Haunted Mansion has to win. Right, has to, without a shadow of a doubt. Now, I don't know who you are, you two people, but there are two people in this world that voted for Astro Orbiter over Haunted Mansion. I don't know who you are, but I want to speak to you because I... What are you doing? How on earth is Astro Orbiter? It just doesn't... Just, 
just doesn't mean you know, well. I, I don't. I don't. Haunted Mansion, my favourite. People have voted for Astro Orbiter. Two people voted for Astro Orbiter. Everyone else voted for Haunted Mansion. Uh, but you just cannot. A Haunted Mansion is amazing. Honestly, it's just I, one of the most phenomenal attractions. I love it. I think that those two people, if they're listening now, yeah, should actually let us know. Come on to the show next week. I want to know and yeah. fight for their I side want, of they their need attraction. To fight for their attraction. Not that it matters because wipe the floor with it, so it's fine. But. Um, I want to know their reasoning behind why they chose us to orbit over Haunted Mansion. I'm sure they have a very valid reason, but I just just don't. Okay, so there is that one there. Um, okay, next one we're moving on to is Celebrate the Magic versus um, Test the Limit Lab. Okay, so uh, Celebrate the Magic is the uh, evening show that happens just before Wishes. Um, here we go. I'm going to play you a little bit of the audio because you may never have heard it before. Um, and actually, there isn't any real audio available that isn't um, through videos and things. Um, for those who've never seen it, imagine it's a little bit like Disney Dreams at Disneyland Paris. And it's all to do with 3D mapping, uh, projection mapping on the castle. Uh, and it features all sorts of different things. Um, it's got bits of Frozen in there. It's got Tinkerbells in there. There's just loads and loads of stuff. Um, it's very, very clever in the way that they do it, in the way that they create all the bits on the castle. You know, this is, they, they create a sketch idea. and um, It's just very clever. Um, and, and just kind of, I'm really, what I like about it is the fact that Walt Disney World have gone, do you know what? I know you have it. Um, you do. It. I know. I know you like um, uh, having your main show in Disneyland Paris. But what we're going to do is we are going to um, have it as a pre-show before our fireworks show. Thank you very much. Um, and it's a great. I, I really enjoy it. I've seen it. I saw it two or three times because I wanted to see what it was like and enjoy it. And um, it's well worth seeing, definitely, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, and that comes up against Test the Limit Lab, which is uh, again. It's another Interventions attraction, uh, and the idea is that um, it's got things in there that are basically testing uh, the limits of... It's it's kind of like showing how they test uh, different products and things like that uh, within... Um, and it's within sort of different areas. It's to do with safety and putting tests through lab given a lab seal of approval and all that sort of different pieces it's kind of difficult to explain what exactly it is um because they use they have like barrels in there and they have i think there's one where they have a door release and a door that opens and closes a lot and all that sort of stuff and there's a and there's a hammer if i remember right you pull the hammer right up and let it go and it smacks into a television screen and yeah all those bits and pieces oh i can't remember how the door one works but anyway, it's, you can go in, you can test the limits of all these different Can't remember things. how the door works. No, how you get the door to open and close and how that works. Okay. Uh, so it's that versus celebrate the magic. So, uh, I'll start, shall I? I'm going to celebrate the magic every time. The technology of it is amazing. Um, it is um, just the way they use that 3D mapping technology. And the fact that they've just put it together and gone, you know what? This is just going to be a little show we're going to put in, in front of... Uh, of uh, our main wishes and it's the sort of stuff that they use as the entire show at the Disney Dreams that's what I love about it it's a pre-show that is a main show somewhere else in its style um, so Test the Limit Lab I don't think I even bothered going in last time because I've done it before and it's not that great so um, it's celebrate the magic for me all over what about you? Um, right okay so 
I like the concept of Disney Dreams. Yeah. I've watched the video over and over and over. I've never actually seen it in person. Yeah. I have seen Celebrate the Magic in person, mm -hmm. but my in-laws recommended a, a location to go and watch it from. Whoops. And that was behind the tree. Excellent. So I've not seen it brilliantly. Right. And the I had well, I'll tell you, I saw it twice. One was from the um, top of the contemporary. Yeah. So miles away, didn't really see it properly. And one was behind the tree. So I haven't seen it. Nice. Uh, Test the Limit Lab. I, in my mind, I thought it was before um, Test Track. I thought it was part of Test Track. No, no, it's just the interventions. But um, as you've mentioned, there is a TV screen that is getting hit by a hammer. Yeah. And I believe that that TV stream screen has... I can't even say the words now. I'll tell you what, a pint of Lapu Lapu during Disney break. <laughs> it's not a good idea. Um... The TV screen has actually smashed since. Oh, has it? It's now yep. finally actually broken. Brilliant. Yeah. Because I always thought that the concept was that it was a foam hammer that didn't have any weight behind no, it and no, it was no, no, no. going to last forever. But no, the, the screen has actually smashed. Brilliant. Um, But going back to Celebrate the Magic, yeah. the projection technology that they use is absolutely amazing oh, when it, it works it really brilliantly. Is. It's so clever. When, when the light's dark enough to see it perfectly and they... Well, because because my memories are probably blurred a bit more with um, Disneyland Paris, when they shoot the turrets off into the sky of the castle, yeah, like rockets, it's absolutely amazing. They do all that sort of stuff, which is yeah. which is clever. Um, so what are you going for? Test the limit uh, lab or celebrate the magic? I think celebrate the magic has more impact to me than test the limits. Yeah, definitely. And same with me, you know, it's the, you, you test the limit lab, you, you kind of forget about, unless you've done it uh, recently. But uh, with uh, Celebrate the Magic, you know, you can quite clearly remember it because it's, it has such an impact on people when they see it. Right. Well, there you go. That is all of those. And that means that this time going through are the chairlifts, Ellen's Energy Adventure, Celebrate the Magic, It's a Small World, Country Bear Jamboree, Enchanted Tales of Bell, and The Haunted Mansion. Um, have we done all of them? Yes, and oh, of course, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror as well, which I've, I've missed. But that's all the ones that have gone through this time. Coming up on the next show, uh, we've got Under the Sea, Journey of the Little Mermaid version affection section, Castaway Creek versus Honey I Shrunk the Audience, uh, Shrunk, Honey I Shrunk the Kids movie set, Ma the Mighty Ducks Spinball Slam versus The Sum of All Thrills, The Wilderness Explorers versus Liberty Square, Riverboats. Flight of Wonder versus Gangplank Falls. Stitch, which is Great Escape versus Think. That could be an interesting one. Carly River Rapids versus Keyhole Falls. And The Legend of Captain Jack Sparrow versus Dino Sue. Well, that's going, though. That's mm, gone. It is going. So, who knows? Maybe it will become the ultimate attraction. Even what was Think? What was Think? Think is another interventions. And I'm victim. Think might be Stitch's Great Escape. <laughs> but we'll see what happens there. Uh, right, okay, let's um, just do a little bit of very quick listener feedback uh, because we had, um, you remember last, was it last week? We, yeah, uh, it was we last spoke week. to James, didn't we? James uh, sent Higgins. us a message, uh, James Higgins sent us a message to talk about uh, his experiences at Disneyland Paris and this past week replied with the following uh, Hello everyone, thanks for reading my update. So it was a bit rambling but I was trying to get a lot across Just to clarify, I was staying off-site and there's uh, there were, that's where I could see 
uh, could really see a two-tier system, which may prove to favour on-site guests, as dining options seemed limited and walk-ups seemed impossible. The 180-day versus 60-day booking might favour on-site guests. With regards to the magic bands, there were three of us, and on a visit to Epcot, my wife's band wouldn't allow her in, and we were directed to a cast member. When he scanned our cards, he could see 400 people's details physically attached to our cards. On a visit to Animal Kingdom, the system said my wife had entered the park two hours previously. The cast members in every instance were fantastic and every time took our word. Uh, in total, we had two sets of magic bands and three sets of cards. I am interested to see if anyone else experienced the same pro uh, problems. So obviously, if you've had the same experience, let us know so yeah. we can continue with this further. Radio at DisneyBrook.com, send us an email, or of course you can respond to us on Facebook, anything like that, it's absolutely fine. But um, it's interesting, yeah, obviously he was off-site, he'd obviously bought the... Um, the magic bands himself because uh, obviously he was staying off site um what i will say reference to i went i went and i think it was my honeymoon mm -hmm. okay, okay i've had a painter lapu lapu now right okay so this could be a worry so this is my disclaimer yeah we went on the honeymoon yeah and we didn't have any adrs i didn't really understand the concept behind it and also we never really used fast pass and that was 10 years ago. Yeah. I went up to get my res restaurant reservation at the, I don't know what it's called now, Tapanyaki Restaurant Tapin in Japan. Yeah. And we got turned away at the door. We had no chance of getting a restaurant reservation. Yeah. Now, could that be that people that are off-site are just getting the same experience as what people are getting that are just sort of don't plan ahead yeah maybe yeah it could be a little bit like that uh that they're now getting that they don't have that choice do they you know if they come in at 60 days before and everybody's taking them all up you can't do a lot about it and it's a shame and i think it, i think it is genuinely a shame that it's gone that way because you know, the, the, the adr thing hasn't really changed that much has it um no well the only difference is now that you obviously you can book certain things at certain times as a as but an it, on site and off site could, guest. Could, could this sort of the disclaimer be that, okay, more people are getting involved in booking ADRs? It could be that, yeah. It could be that as well. And sort of the capacity is, is reaching its limits. Because yeah. how many new restaurants have we had in the past 10 years? Yeah, true. Uh, not many, have we? But in theory, more people have started to earn more dis disposable income, possibly. Yeah. I know it doesn't happen to everyone, but. Um, in theory, there's possibly more people going to Disney World than ever before. Yes. So that is going to max out the restaurants until they release their sort of a valve to allow more guests to get down experiences. Yeah, that's very, very true. But um, I say, if you've experienced the same as James, do email us and we will, of course, follow that up with you uh, when, we, when we get to that. Right. Um, that is it. We've finally reached the end of the show, which means it's time for this. There you go. We said we weren't going to be an hour and a half, and we've ended up being an hour and a half. But uh, hopefully you enjoyed what you listened to today. Thank you for joining us uh, for this week's show. We want to say a massive thank you to our sponsors, which are Scooter Vacations. You can go to scootorlando.com and find out all the information with regards to those. This music's a bit out um, there we go. And also you can go to Orlando Attraction Tickets, which is orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk and uh, you can get 
all of the tickets you need for your Orlando vacation from them. They are fantastic. They will look after you, and honestly, they, they really will. Um, of course, don't forget, you can go over to Facebook. You can like our Facebook page. You can uh, comment on things that are going over there. Send us a message. Uh, don't forget Twitter, at DisneyBrit, and then email us and say anything at all, including your entries for the next Tomorrow's Child, uh, which is going to be their favourite film and why. You can email us at radio at DisneyBrit.com. Leave us a review on iTunes as well. Uh, say it does help people if they've not heard of the show before to check out what is going on and whether or not you enjoy it and then you can contact us um by phone if you want to 0121288 leave us a voicemail message uh, and you can do that if you wanted to leave something for our tomorrow's child segment and then we can we've got that and we can play that on the show as well but that's everything uh we will be back in two weeks time thank you alan no problem anytime until then we'll see you Was swell!